On the line now, I have Councillor John Lyons uh, from People Before Profit. Uh, good afternoon, John. How are you? Not too bad, no. Okay, no. We, we've had we've been having a lot of reaction to uh, because we've been doing some stuff, and I've been reporting on, on some of the protests. Some a lot of reactions yeah. started to come in now about people saying they're not paying it. Uh, actually, one came in there about a woman being assaulted up in Clare Hall this morning. We've had someone oh, come. Really? Yeah, and someone uh, re- trying to get in touch. Uh, I got a call from someone saying that uh, they tried to get onto Coolagarda uh, Station by phone last night for nearly twenty minutes, uh, and uh, right. couldn't couldn't even get an answer. Never mind, whatever else. Uh, what I have here, I want to read out to you. I don't know whether you've seen it or not, but it's 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 a because we tried to ask them to come on uh, the, the Garda office. We got a statement from the Garda press office saying. Uh, they have a role in ensuring peaceful protests can take place and also in preventing injury and protecting life. Our objective with any such operation is to ensure the safety of the public. Now, you've been in a lot of protests. Is this what you're witnessing? Well, yeah, as you say, now, uh, along with yourself, I've been on many of the protests over the past six months or so. And I would agree with that statement up until perhaps three weeks ago. Uh, people in many parts of uh, the country, Cork, and on the north side of Dublin here, have uh, peacefully come out, uh, very civilly prevented the Irish water contractors from working. Mm-hmm. And if the Gardaí have ever been on those uh, sites at that time, um, they remained neutral. They just uh, had a small presence and didn't really uh, interfere one way or the other. Mm-hmm. But, as I say, in the last couple of weeks, uh, they've come down very heavily on the side of the contractors for Irish water. And it's been pretty shocking to see that the vast resources uh, that have been deployed, uh, the number of Gardaí from different parts of the city that have been deployed to pretty much, I think, break the back of the peaceful resistance that has been a feature of uh, daily life Mm -hmm. across the north side of Dublin uh, for the past six months or so. So, um, you know, it's uh, there's been a major change, a shift up in gear here from the, the Gardaí. Well, that's what I, I think it's very political. Yeah, well, that that's what I've been saying since uh, uh, last Wednesday or the Wednesday before. I think it was mm-hmm. the Wednesday before. I've noticed, I noticed the change where it was peaceful and yeah. everyone was talking and whatever. And then from uh, last week or, or the week before, it just all of a sudden changed. But. I, I'm listening to programs like Prime Time, and I'm getting comments from people on the street are saying, like they're talking about a lack of guards and short of guards around the area in town, resources not being there, and yet, uh, from my observations, and I'll ask you, have you got the same? And talking to people, the guards are there from seven in the morning, maybe anything from twenty to thirty guards. Now I counted twenty-seven when I was leaving yesterday, and uh, how they can stand there for a full day? How does that uh, compute to you? Oh, look, it is, and it's, it's a major, major issue for uh, a lot of people, uh, whether they're on the protest themselves or they hear about it through social media, is really that, because all we've heard from successive uh, Garda commissioners is that they've been under-resourced for years and that uh, they're stretched as a, as a force nationally. Uh, that's what we hear, and we have all the anecdotal evidence uh, of very slow response times when people are reporting incidents and crimes. Mm-hmm. And then to see the contrast with how they are deployed in a political fashion uh, to break uh, peaceful protests in relation to Irish water, uh, I think really adds to the anger that's already there over the water charges issue. It really does because it, it's a major frustration when people people don't call the Gardaí unless mm-hmm. there's some kind of serious issue. Uh, and then to have little or no engagement from them, a very slow response time, uh, really does, um, I think, uh, uh, angers people. 
And on top of that, to see just, as you say, now in the past couple of weeks, you know, these people standing around for eight, ten hours a day uh, just to keep an eye on the residents of very quiet estates across North Dublin. I think... It says a lot about the priorities of mm-hmm. the political establishment in this country. Well, there's two things I want to say to you, John. One, uh, I mean, sometimes in cases, uh, I got a call myself yesterday. That's why I went up there to say that the guards were there uh, about 20 minutes before, at seven, 20 to 7 before Irish Water mm-hmm. even arrived. Now, I have two statements here. One from uh, Fergus O'Dowd. I don't know whether you read it or not. Uh, he's, he, he was involved in setting up Irish Water. Uh, did you read his statement? I did, yes. Okay. Yes. Now, he's, this he's, he's very, very unhappy. Now, the latest one that I'm reading now is from the Lord Mayor, and he's calling for a meeting with the Acting Guard Commissioner uh, to discuss excessive guard force at water meter installations. Uh, you can comment on those, but also want to ask you, do you think, as well, it's helping, it's helping uh, the protests to an extent that people are coming out and seeing what's happening and they're not too happy with it, and therefore people maybe that wouldn't have protested before, it's turning into a protest... Uh, against, it was commented to me yesterday, it's not just about Irish water now, it's about the guards, so it's a, a, a dual thing. Well, I think the, the water charges could be the turning points in society here, across the country. I, I think after six years of hardship been imposed upon uh, the vast majority of the working class, middle and low-income people, uh, through eight uh, successive budgets, I think now what you're seeing with the water charges and everything feeding into it, mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the massive amounts, the 86 million spent on Fulton's, uh, Super Quango, we saw Phil Hogan, who bullies and coerced people with the legislation that introduced the local property tax, uh, breaking the back of the household charge, resistance from over a million people. They were literally taking out of people's pay, pension and welfare. Uh, that fed into it. He denied that he had ever known about the actual amount that the consultants were been paid. Mm-hmm. And then we see, so at least in the last couple of weeks, he did know. He signed off on it. Mm-hmm. Then we see the fact that John Tierney, the head of the water, former Dublin City Manager, who had wasted uh, up to uh, £90 uh, billion on the pool bag incinerator, hires two people, key people, uh, John Grant, after this at Ireland, from a major... Uh, engineering consultancy firm involved in the pool bacon scenario there mm-hmm. and has them on a hundred thousand euro piece each. Now, people see this, but I think overarching all of that and what really I think is at the core of all this that feeds into that is the fact that people instinctively know that your access to water should never, never be based on your ability to mm-hmm. never be based on your ability. Okay. And it's, a re- it's going to be a regressive charge. So, and then you see, as you mentioned, Fergus O'Dowd, I think the very idea of Irish water, the kind of lies that they were being for to say it was about conservation, that just hasn't stuck with people. Mm-hmm. And the Fergus O'Dowd has now come out and completely discredited the whole operation. Okay. And I think, to be honest, the momentum against the water charges is really building now, as you can see. And okay. I think the kind of room for new manoeuvre on, on the part of the government, the kind of lies that they told in relation to the property mm. tax, that it was going to go to local services. And he, do you, not a bit of it. Okay, I, I just have to mention as well, um, uh, John, that I have been over the past couple of weeks and the producer has been trying to get in touch with Irish Water. They've been reluctant to come on and talk to us here. Yes. Um, I, I mean, I know that you hear them uh, on other stations and that, but when we've asked them the questions we want to ask them, they're not too happy to want to come on because they just want to talk about other things. Uh, well, they want to talk about Irish Water, but they sort of want to just give the old rhetoric, uh, you know, about yeah. costs and what they're going to do in the future and all this sort of carry on. Um, are you expecting uh, a, a big march on, on Saturday, now the 11th? Are you expecting a big turnout on Saturday? Yeah, most 
the right to wear a national demonstration at 2 o'clock in the Garden of Remembrance, uh, Parnell Square. And the information we're getting from across the country, the buses, the coaches that have been organised, is that it will be it will be massive because the two demands of the, the coalition of groups and political parties and uh, community groups and trade unions that have come together under the umbrella of Irish Water is to say clearly that water is a human right and secondly, that we demand the abolition, the repeal of the Water Service Act 2013, which was then abolished the water charges. I think there are two... Uh, key statements that I think a lot of people right across the country agree with they're signing up to. So there's going to be I think thousands be a major demonstration on Saturday because um, there's people, you know, contacting me via Facebook and uh, email and phone asking can they get a few leaflets because they want to get them out in their area. So this kind of grassroots movement that's growing around the issue of the border charges I think is what ultimately will mean that we can defeat yeah, I was just wondering, uh, just finally before I let you go, John, I know you're very busy, I don't want to keep you on too long, but that's taking place at oh, two, 2 o'clock on, at a memorial uh, gardens and uh, everyone should meet up there. Um, uh, just as a sidebar, uh, the council had a meeting last night about the chlorine in the water. Any idea what way that went? Uh, well, it's not an issue that I'd feel strongly about one way or the other, mm-hmm. but uh, it was voted very narrowly. Uh, there was a a slight margin in favour of removing us, uh chloride from the water. Uh, the position that was uh, adopted by, as I say, uh, just uh, I think a handful of votes, two or three perhaps. Okay. Yes. Uh, can I ask you a statement from Anisha Mwira says that the council should seek to hear the views of Irish water workers who are going to hell and earth just to try to do an honest day's work. That's a, a quote from uh, Anisha Mwira. He's asking that the council should seek to hear the views. I, I don't know what the hell that statement is about, but uh, I'm just giving it to you well, this for is, what it's worth. Yes, this is something the Fine Gael councillors came out with last night. They, they had just all of a sudden discovered a uh, care and sense of responsibility for the working class. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, they were trying to argue against uh, our condemnation of the policing of the protests. Okay. Uh, and they were coming out with saying that the workers have been intimidated and bullied and harassed. And to be honest, no, you've seen this. People have, you know, civilly and peacefully um, stood there over the stopcocks to say, we disagree with the installation of the water meters. We do not want to pay twice for our water. It's hugely regressive. And in that fashion, <laughs> that's where the standoff has been between residents and the contractors uh, for Irish water. Now, it has never in any way, shape or form uh, been anything other than that okay. until the Gardaí come along in big numbers and the tension goes up and, you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, it does seem to get uh, rather tense at that point okay. uh, where Gardaí, such as yesterday, I think you saw it yourself, no? Yeah. Uh, 16 Gardaí, you know, forced their way through to allow two workers for uh, the GMC contractor to get to one uh, water meter. Okay. So that's, you know, that, nobody wants to work in a situation like that. But that is not caused by the residents uh, who are just peacefully and civilly, you know, as is their constitutional right to peaceful and lawful assembly uh, to engage in such a activity. Uh, so I, I would completely dismiss the Finnegan councillors. I, I think it's disingenuous okay. of them and it's it's opportunity. Well, it's, con- it's, it's a constitutional right to uh, to peacefully protest and uh, just to get yes. to stay that and just to get that across to people as well. Okay, John, listen, thank you very much for talking to us. I'll be continuing. No I'm going to continue to report on the, on this all through. Uh, I say it's going to go on for a long, long time, uh, at least on the next election. Uh, but thank you very much for talking <laughs> to us here at Near FM. No problem. Always thank a pleasure. You. Well, I'll probably see you on the round sometime. Thank you. Bye. And uh, that's it. Uh,
Bye. And that's uh, John Lyons, uh, People Before Profit.